football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate... You spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. The question of the day, will the Nuggets ever lose again? Whoa, this team is playing tremendous basketball. And of course, I'm being facetious uh, when I say, will they ever lose again? We've had this feeling uh, in past years, but I don't think we've had this feeling this season so far, where the Nuggets are streaking six in a row. There, that is the longest win streak of the season. They got to five earlier in the season in the month of November. If you go back and look at like the first and second week of November, um, where they beat, um, uh, I got it pulled up right now, uh, Houston, Miami, Indiana, Atlanta, Portland. Uh, some common denominators with this one with uh, Toronto, Orlando, Golden State, Sacramento, Portland, uh, and Sacramento in consecutive games. And, you know, I'll say this. Um, Sacramento has been a bit of a, a bugaboo uh, in the past for these Nuggets. It's like the the, the curse of Malone. Uh, I think that curse is vexed. I think that curse is vexed. They've now beaten the Kings three times in a row, and for whatever reason, like I don't know, um, I don't want to make a big big deal out of this because the Kings aren't very good. But the Nuggets have also um, been unable to beat the Kings on a regular basis. And so to win, now uh, they beat them back in uh, early January and then in consecutive games here uh, this past Thursday and over the weekend on Saturday and really pounded them um, in Sacramento, uh, one by 18. Really good game on Saturday at home, but the Nuggets uh, get out of there with a win. Nikola Jokic, another triple-double that is the 73rd triple-double of Nikola Jokic's career over the weekend. That means he has just five triple-doubles behind Wilt Chamberlain for the most by a center in the history of NBA basketball. It, it's, uh, I mean, how do, you, how do you put that, um, how do you articulate that? Like Nikola Jokic um, is, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Nikola Jokic, you know, I had a, a a podcast actually about this like three years ago, and I I, I referenced it uh, off and on over the last two years. Like Nikola Jokic is twenty seven years old; he's he's going to break this record, uh, I believe, by the end of this season for for Wilt Chamberlain. Now you got about twenty games left to do it. I think he's going to do it. Uh, Jokic has had. I want to say Jokic has had a triple double in. I think it's nine of the last twenty games. Something uh, to that variety. So um, I think he's going to do it. But at the time that we recorded the podcast um, two or three years ago, uh, I formulated an argument why he was going to do it before he turned 30. And then in the last two years, Jokic has just 
reshaped his basketball self into just the finest version of it. Um, so the triple doubles have come uh, even more plentiful here over the last couple years. So like it, it, it went from, hey, he can do it by the time he gets to 30 years old, uh, which at the time, not like it was a bold take, but it also wasn't like a pedestrian take either. I didn't hear anyone at the time talking about it. I'm not saying that they weren't. I just personally didn't hear it. Um, and then now to be five triple doubles away and he just turned 27 is, uh, I mean, gosh, it's so it's such a powerful um, uh, microcosm of not only just the greatness of Jokic, um, but just how far he's come and how he's really turned up the volume um, to be, you know, one of the game's best players and and ultimately uh, one of the guest, best players that we've ever seen play the sport. Uh, that's what type of path he's on. Um, we talked a little bit about the, you know, the uh, 75th um, uh, anniversary team, top 75 players. Like, Jokic is a shoo-in the next time they do the top 100. Um, and you could actually argue that he is among the top 75 players ever to play the game right now. Now, you got to extend yourself a little bit and use some advanced numbers and, you know, all-time PER seasons and stuff like that. But uh, even if you would lose the argument, I think that you can you can make that argument, which is kind of the point. Um, on On Sunday night in Portland, you know, I, I looked at the spread on that game and I saw that our friends at Superbook, the proud sponsor of this podcast, had it at, it was seven and a half, I want to say. And I'm like, do I seem like a crazy person or is that a layup? And, and, and the thing that was holding me back, it was that it was a back-to-back and the second game was on the road. But I was still like, wait, who, like, who, who are these human beings that are going to be playing against the Nuggets in Portland? Who, who are they? Um, Josh Hart and who, right? No, no Dame, CJ's gone, Yusef Nurkic shelved, and it was just a bunch of guys. And uh, I hammered the bet. I actually had it parlayed $25 to win 83, Mavs money line against the Warriors on ESPN and the Nuggets to cover the 7.5. Um, so I was kind of proud of myself for that. But I was just like, look, I know the circumstance. I know they're on a back-to-back on the road. I just don't see how if the Nuggets can even come like you could be like a half baked focused version of yourself and still win and and not only did they win they absolutely cracked portland so the nuggets against losing teams continue to be one of the best in the entire sport i think we mentioned this uh, right around the all-star break time i think we did um it might have been that podcast that accidentally got erased um, but it was as of like a week ago, it was like the Nuggets were 22 and six. I want to say I'm quoting like a Blackburn tweet um, that it was like 22 and six against teams under 500. Um, it was third best uh, in the NBA. I want to say after like the Bulls and the Warriors, but that continues to be the case. Like they're just handling their business, and this stretch right now is just an awesome opportunity to put a bunch of wins in your pocket. Um, I told uh, my co-host Brandon Stokely on the air this past week um, that because he was worried about his over/under season total hitting, I said it's it's going to be all right. Just just look ahead at the schedule. Um, when with this stretch of games coming off the um, Sacramento wins, um, Portland, Oklahoma City, Houston, New Orleans. I mean, look at these teams, right? Like they're all and and the Kings included in that. They're all you know below the Mendoza line of. You know the uh, the 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 playing, uh, the Blazers are just bad, um, and I and I told them on the air. I said uh, the best record among your next four opponents, the best 
is 10 games below 500. And that was the Blazers, who are now 11 games under 500. Um, the Kings are 18 games under 500. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder are uh, currently 19 and 41. The Houston Rockets are 15 and 45. So the Nuggets shouldn't lose any of these games here uh, in the next uh, week, right? And at the time of recording, it is Monday uh, afternoon, February 28th. Can't believe we're about to turn the page to March. Um, but Oklahoma City at home, that's a win. Houston at home, that's a win. New Orleans at home, that's a win. The only way they lose any of those next three is if it's just a, a poor professional effort uh, in terms of focus and, and energy. Uh, if you are, like I said, even a half-baked version of yourself, you should be able to, um, to, to, to win those three. Then you see what happens against Golden State um, one week from today. Uh, but we know that the last time they played Golden State, it was a one-point win right before the All-Star break, 117-116, back on the 16th of February, where Jokic just went nuts for 35-17-8, and 17 and eight, uh, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, guys, look, 11 games over five hundred right now with an opportunity to be 39-25 and 25 by the end of this calendar week by going 3-0 and against uh, OKC, Houston, and New Orleans. Um, handful of things that I want to get to today. One, uh, tip of the cap to uh, Michael Malone, uh, who registered his 300th, 301st, and 302nd win here, uh, I believe, since the last time we spoke. I'm trying to... Remember the last podcast we did? Yeah, I, I know that was that was reacting to the All Star Weekend and the top seventy five list and all that. Um, so Malone, uh, like I said, uh, this past week gets the three hundred wins. He's now just two uh, spots back of the you know number one all time leader, which is Doug Moe, who has over four hundred. He's in the four thirties, and then there's George, Coach Carl, uh, at four twenty three. But you know, I just wanted to. Um, just uh, commend Michael Malone on just who he's been. Um, I, I, I've said on this podcast for a number of years now that Michael Malone's been the perfect coach uh, for this basketball team. Uh, when you look at the you know incremental step by step success, the growth of the organization, um, you know how many years in a row was it where uh, the Nuggets improved their win total? Um, I'm going to try to. Quickly look it up here. Uh, Yeah, I mean, from the time that Mike Malone got here, all right, because the year before he got there, it was the, you know, Brian Shaw debacle. They were 30 30 wins, right? Uh, They're 30 and 52. Ouch. That is so bad. Um, But then the next year, with Michael Malone, right, they win three more games. They win 33 games. Then they win 40 games. Then they win 46 games. Then they win 54 games. So, you know, that that growth to get them to the point where they're now competing for playoffs, um, and then you had a truncated season in there, that, so it's not going to match up perfectly. But uh, Malone just being authentic, all right, because like him or, or 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 hate him, and, and not a lot of people hate him. Um, he is just himself, and I think that unadulterated version of just being genuine. Um, is the perfect fit for Nicola because we know how Nicola is, right? That's his personality type. He he's not going to try to be anything that he's not. Um, so I I think I think it's just been the perfect fit and to get over three hundred wins. I just think it's noteworthy. And you know, um, we live in a world where coaches are hired and fired so quickly, right? Like I'm here covering the Broncos in Denver, and 
I think it's five offensive coordinators in the last six years, and it's been like that. So for Michael Malone to be with this organization since the 2015-16 season, bring them to the level that he's gotten them to, and then also the belief that there's still room to grow. I just, I think it's been the perfect marriage and a um, perfect encapsulation to who the franchise has been uh, in terms of fit. Uh, Tim Connolly, Michael Malone, and Nikola Jokic. The three pillars of the organization, uh, they're all kind of similar um, in their own way that they are just the real. There's no, there's not a lot of pomp and circumstance with those guys. They just, they, they just go to work. And I just think that uh, it's been a perfect marriage and just wanted to give him a tip of the cap uh, for, for getting over that 300 win mark. Um, this win streak is fun. Uh, the, the Nuggets are playing their best basketball of the season. Um, the bench is like, Man, you think of some of the conversations we were having just three, four weeks ago about the bench. Um, We've used the word stabilize. Uh, uh, Matt Moore, um, Action Network, he's our Nuggets insider. He comes on once a week on our show, and he was using that word with the bench. I really liked that. Uh, The stabilization of the Nuggets bench is such that you can now start asking the question, like, is is this a strength of the team? And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because these are not very good teams that they have beaten here. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, we got to acknowledge what we're seeing in front of us, where guys like, um, well, just look at just look at Sunday night. Just look at Sunday. You don't have to look any farther. Now I know like Portland is kind of a G League team, but uh, J Mike might have played his best game of the season. He was a plus twenty three at twenty and ten. That's that, that's insane. A couple steals too for for Jim Michael, and you think of him earlier in the season. He like there was nights he was the worst player on the floor uh, for Denver. Um, I want to raise my hand and 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 you know um, say that I think I was wrong about the Demarcus Cousins, uh, my Demarcus Cousins stance initially, uh, and I I don't think I'm alone either. Um, but when when the when the relationship first started with that first ten day, he looked terrible. He looked out of shape. Uh, didn't have his legs under him. Couldn't make a layup. And I was just like, this is, this is going to be short-lived. And then on top of the lack of productivity um, or just being in shape, he had technical fouls and all this nonsense and stuff. And uh, I, was just, I just wasn't, wasn't a big fan. And I, st- I stand before you just a couple weeks later saying, man, did the Nuggets see something that I didn't? And I think that they did. And he has just been, um, he's been a factor. Let me just start there. DeMarcus Cousins has been a factor. And on Sunday night, I mean, he didn't look like, and he's never going to look like the the Kings version, the prime version uh, of himself. But golly, guys, 19 points and eight rebounds to go with six assists in 18 minutes. That's, like, tremendous. Uh, The game before that against Sacramento on Saturday, uh, nine points, eight rebounds in 14 minutes to go with a block and an assist. It's great. It's great. Um, So... I'm kind of coming around to the idea that, um, you know, Michael Malone talked about it this past week, that DeMarcus brings a, an edge to this team. And I think a bit of that has been lost with the departure of Paul Millsap. Not that Millsap was like, you know, um, you know, one of these guys like Markeith Morris or something like that, but he was kind of a backbone uh, for the Nuggets. Um, you think of, um, you know, that Clippers a comeback and you know would that have happened without Paul Millsap kind of you know bowing his back and 
saying, no, you're not going to tread on me. You're not going to tread on us. Boogie, I think, fulfills that um, to a certain degree. Um, a lot of it's bravado, but some of it is real, right? Some of it is real. He's a big-ass physical center. Nuggets just didn't have that. So um, I'm looking forward to continuing to be receptive. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not right all the time, right? None of us are. Uh, I didn't think that this was going was gonna to work. It's working. Like, you just got to obey your eyes. Um, and, and what does your basketball IQ tell you? Mine tells me it's working. So I want to see more of it. Um, and then you look at just like the team or the, the second unit just in general of, you know, Bryn Forbes, uh, Bryn Forbes, Austin Rivers, Bones Highland, DeMarcus Cousins. None of these guys were on the team at the start of last season. Davon Reed, like none of these guys were on the team at the start of last season. Um, and you see what kind of impact they're making. Like Bryn, Bryn Forbes, I've been bullish on it since he since he came to Denver, but he goes 6 of 10 uh, from the field, 5 of 6 from 3 against Portland to go with 17. It wasn't just more than two, three games back. He was going for 22 against Golden State, 16 against Orlando, um, 26 uh, earlier in the month against um, uh, Utah, I think it was. Um, so he's he's been great. He's been great. Um, and just the second unit just in general. Now, it's not perfect. It's not going to be perfect all the time, right? We know that. Um, Faku, you know, who hasn't been a factor here as of late, got 25 minutes, was one for six from the field, 0 for four from, from three. Not ideal. Um, but just in general, you look at the bench, and I don't, I don't want to overly dwell on, on Sunday against Portland, but, I mean, how many, how many bench points were scored? I think uh, Michael Malone said it after the game. Was it 76? Because you had 20 from uh, J. Mike, uh, 19 from Boogie Cousins, four from Faku, uh, two from Marcus Howard, eight from Austin Rivers, 17 from Forbes, we said, and six from Reed. Yeah, 76. I mean, that's 76 bench points. Uh, that's that's uncanny. Um, so we'll see. And I, and I expect the same to take place over the next week here. And we'll see if you know what happens to that production when they step up against Golden State or what have you. But uh, for right now, considering where the group has been, God, this is this is fun. This is fun to watch. Um, my one beef, or not my one, but my uh, uh, my biggest beef from Sunday is Monte Morris has to make that shot from the corner so that Jokic pass can go on the all-time highlight reel. And I'm not so sure it doesn't end up there anyway. You just got to splice out the last second of it. But gosh, man, you see like these soccer players bend the ball or one of these Matrix movies, you know, the bending of a bullet. It was just insane. And And how could we watch a player as regularly as we watch Nicola for as long as we have watched him and still be blown away by something we've never seen before. That's Jokic in a nutshell right there. If he only could score two more points and freaking get that triple-double that I banked on. But he just, he didn't care. Like, Jokic didn't, Jokic could have scored 55 points against Portland. And, and this is what makes him so unique, is that a lot of guys, and I don't fault them, I, I, it's, it's human nature, you look at an opportunity like could have been had in Portland on Sunday night. Jokic could have went for 50. Seriously, no one is guarding him. But it's almost like Bill Belichick in football with a game plan. Like he adapts the game plan Sunday by Sunday based on what the other team is doing. It could be um, exposing uh, their weak secondary, or it could be we're only going to throw the ball three times because we don't need to throw to win today. 
Like, we saw both of those things happen this past year. And I think that Jokic, he, like, diagnoses the game um, both in advance and real time and understands that he doesn't need to score. He's not wired that way anyway. But it's just so unusual for an NBA superstar to just say, yeah, tonight's the night where I can go for 50 and I'm going to shoot five times. Like, eight points to go with 18 rebounds and 11 assists. Just, he's just different, man. He's just... He is just freaking different. All right, uh, in, in the greatest way, of course. Um, we had the report over the weekend from Adrian Wojnarowski that Michael Porter Jr., that the path was cleared for him to come back at some point in March. We have an Instagram comment where he's replying to Isaiah Thomas, the Grand Rapids Gold, saying, I'm mean, you know, see you next week or whatever. Um, and then you have Mike Malone come out and say, that no, that's not true. Um, didn't come from me, didn't come from Tim McConnelly, didn't come from anyone in the Nuggets. Okay, but it came from somewhere, and it came from Michael Porter Jr. and his agent. Right? Those two are on the same page. What do you think, Woj is hitting up the ball boy and seeing, you know, trying to get intel on MPJ? No, of course, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski is um, extremely dialed in. And kind of, you know, Michael Malone's um, approach to this is you know, very similar to Jamal Murray from about a month or two ago, uh, where he went on the you know, team partner and, you know, vehemently kind of saying, no, like kind of the lower expectation. Like whoever's saying this is false, is, it's not good, you know, this isn't coming from us. Like you get it, right? I mean, it's coming from somewhere, but you understand that that's his reaction. You know, this idea that Michael Porter Jr. could be back before Jamal Murray is insane. But you see the videos, <clears throat> you hear about him being pain-free, um, being cleared for, you know, uh, contact practices, which Jamal still has not been. You know, I, I don't know about any sort of setback, but I'm just asking the question, like, if that if that happened. Um, if, and which does, right? And it's no one's at fault if it, in fact, did happen. Um, but this was not the news that I figured I'd see over the weekend. Um, it's just not. And it starts, you know, begging the question, is is this the prudent thing to do? You know, for someone who is so valuable, who's already been through so much and such a critical part of his body, given the investment that the Denver Nuggets have made, you know, you don't want to live in your fears and say, just shut him down for the sake of shutting him down, even though he's cleared and feels great. And so, but gosh, man, just, the investment is so massive. It's so massive. And he's so integral and important to the franchise. You can't, you can't move him. No one's going to take on that contract, given you know what he's been through physically. Um, he's got to work, and he's got to work in Denver. All right? And I just, there's a bit of trepidation uh, in me uh, in reincorporating him into an NBA season that has 20 games left in it. There's just natural trepidation there. Um, I'd be thrilled I mean, if it worked out, and look, I'm certainly receptive to it working out, obviously. Um, I just can't believe we're here. I, it's a good thing. And, and the fact that Michael Malone has to suppress the timeline, that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. He's trying to get out in front of already good news um, and just lower the expectation. So uh, we'll see what happens. I have no idea uh, what's next in that department for him or Jamal. I mean, it's just kind of this, you know, waiting game still. But But time is short. You know, we're you know by the time you're listening to this, it might be March, right? Um, playoffs start in April, so you know the the end is near in terms of the season, of course. Um, so we'll see what it looks like. We'll see what it looks like. There's going to have to be a maturation process, and uh, we just don't know what that looks like. And it comes and and 
and it could come like the rematuration and the re-identifying roles and um it could come like when they're playing their best basketball of the season. So again, um I just you know, of course the the ceiling gets raised if those guys are back. I just I just hope um that there's not something like the other shoe is dropping right around the corner. Um so again, we have no idea how they're gonna proceed. Um just don't know. So until we know, we don't know. What I do know is winning eight of your last nine is awesome. Uh, a lone loss to Boston there um, earlier in the month, but besides that, this has been fun, man. And there's really no, you know, there's really no reason that it can't be eight, nine, ten, eleven of their last twelve and be, you know, thirty-nine and twenty-five by the end of the week. So we're fixing to find out. Uh, but but good times right now, man. Enjoy it. Um, obviously, we got to get the games back on. Uh, television. I saw the report from over the weekend from Harrison Wind of the DMVR that um, a 0.19 viewing audience for the Nuggets. Now, it's probably a little bit higher than that when you take into account, you know, streamers. Um, but man, this 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 state uh, has been hurt uh, by this. The Nuggets and the Avs uh, have been hurt by this. Um, the fact that you know, again, everyone knows this to be the case, so I'm just not reinventing the wheel here. But to have the greatest player in franchise history be smack dab in the middle of his prime with 73, you know, freaking triple doubles, the reigning MVP, and the odds on favorite to win the Stanley Cup and reigning President's Trophy winner in the Avs, and 65% of the Metro can't watch, it's just awful. It's a worst case scenario, and gosh, I hope it's close to done. No, no one wins here. You know, there's this thought that, oh, because you work at the fan, maybe that's a good thing. No, it's awful. It sucks. I know the guys over there. They do a great job. No one wants this to happen, and they need to figure it out because it's a disservice to this community. It's got to be about more than just the bottom line when you own a sports franchise. You have a certain duty to the public, and I hope that, um, God, I just hope that uh, they can get it figured out. We're, 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 we're in season number three here. Uh, would really like for everyone to be watching what, you know, um, not enough of us uh, are watching. So, um, all right, we'll leave it there for now. Guys, appreciate you being here. Tell a friend about the podcast. Share it. Subscribe to it. It'll make my day. Every time I, I ran into a listener at the Colorado Golf Expo says, you know, oh, I love listening to the podcast, and I just really appreciate it. So I can't thank you enough for being here with me. Um, and you know that whatever happens here, against the Oklahoma City Thunder on Wednesday. We're going to be talking about it the very next day, right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back, and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.